Hey everyone, welcome to the Geeked Out Podcast. This week, we're doing John Wick. That's right, everyone. John fucking Wick. Or that fucking nobody. Here with me tonight is Cole. Hi, I'm sick. Oh, I thought you were Cole. My bad. And see, there's we those, have... See, there's that just really bad, just like generic bad dad joke we were talking about <laughs> we can't have <laughs> and we have luke or as he likes to call himself on the discord server just luke <laughs> that's me and i'm only sick in the head uh, yes and our host physically is apparently, well our host is apparently death is knocking at my door so <laughs> i guess that tells where i Fucked, I am. So what's? How, I'm just insane in the this, membrane. Insane in the brain. Is this a cold, or are you just like? It's just a cold. Just, <laughs> just a cold. All right. Uh, it's just con fever. So uh, I, I told you, man. I knew that was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen too. But I, I there's no. I'm not gonna not go to Colossal Con when someone gets a room three weeks out. Hey. There ain't nothing wrong with that. But John Who keeps yeah. booking those rooms. Huh? I'm not to be too off topic, but who who does book the rooms? I've always been curious about that. Uh, sometimes I do. Uh, this time it was my friend Tom, and Tom. he got a room. And it was pretty nice. We had a kitchen. I set I the smoke that. detector off. Oh, of course you did. Because I was making pork chops, and apparently <laughs> the uh, we didn't realize that there wasn't. Really good ventilation when the only fan in the room is on the microwave. <laughs> so we almost had the fire fire show up at the Kalahari. Oh my god! It was a good time. I guess, man. Well, at least you didn't start a fire like uh, what's his name did in the second movie to John Wick's house. Uh, see, that was a bad decision. I'm not going to do that to John Wick's house. <laughs> I'm just going to leave John Wick alone. He can do his own thing. (laughs) So John Wick. Fucking Baba Yaga. The Boogeyman. Nice one you sent to kill the Boogeyman. Get it right. (laughs) That's true. So fourth one's coming out. Sometime Uh, in May 2022. And you said it has someone. Um, it has from Donnie Man? Yen. Donnie yes, it has Yen. Donnie Yen in it. So I haven't seen It Man. I've heard great things. I just can't do foreign films. I can't read and watch. I know I'm horrible. That's a really disappointing thing. It is. Uh, but yeah, John Wick. I don't know where we want to start with that. Well, I mean. The first movie, the first movie in and of itself, if they hadn't had the second and third movie, it would have been, I'm not saying that the other two movies aren't great, because they are, but the first movie, it it ended so well, you would have had no idea. When I heard there was a second movie coming out, I was shocked. I was excited because the first one was great, but I had no idea that they needed to make another. No, I agree. I didn't feel the second one was needed, but it's damn good that it came out. And now I just, 
looking forward to the fourth because it kind of needs a thing and it feels like it's going to be the the matrix again i guess apparently there's a video game for john wick too i'm surprised that hasn't come around sooner but keanu reeves is actually uh more hesitant about game appearances or at least he was before cyberpunk i know that yeah well i mean can you blame him no, not at all. Apparently, it was from uh, a deal with, uh, I think, a game in the Matrix franchise, and they kind of screwed him over. A particular yeah. studio. Yeah, they uh, they did. Because when he was, um, I don't know the full story, Cole. Maybe you know more, but that was his reasoning for not providing the voice um, in Payday Two. For the John Wick tie-in character. I do not know. Wow, I didn't know Payday 2 had a tie-in character for John Wick. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. So did uh... You just have to join the community group and he's huh. you get him. free. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I can I can pull up that story, actually, where he got screwed over. Let me see if I can find it. But, well, I know uh, they... Do I know along with that, he was also in uh, Fortnite, obviously, but he also had a virtual reality game. In something called John Wick Hex, which is a turn-based tactical role-playing game. Huh. Interesting. Which doesn't sound that good. Well, because... let's talk about the movies. <laughs> okay. So, just giving a little background. So, yeah. the first movie, if you haven't seen it, um, John Wick played by Keanu Reeves, is an assassin? So it's not really said what he is. It's kind of like an assassin or hitman kind of thing. Uh, it's one of the things the series does pretty damn well, where it um, it doesn't go full into everything that the, the world has. But it's a very clear, like, large-scale, international, like, society that kind of runs underneath everything. Right. And you really don't know that it's necessarily international until the second movie. But what's it's... great, I think, about the movies, and I, I said this earlier while we were prepping, is they don't really come up with you want like wondering questions until they bring up the question and then and answer then, it. Yeah. Usually answer it within that movie or directly or really early on in the second movie. Yeah, or the the stakes frequently get um, bigger and bigger as the series goes on. It just gets larger and larger. It, it's honestly, I thought the best move in the third film was kind of turning it on its head. So now that, you know, he's the target. They did that a little in the first one, but now it's even more so. And yeah. he's kind of rising back up from the bottom. Yeah. And I mean, see, what was it? it? I think, like, the slow thing is it is just... the line. It's the line in the uh, first movie where he's, you know, being choked out in the hospital, or in the church. <laughs> and he screams <laughs> at him, yeah, I think I'm fucking back. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, he wasn't really back yet. 
Yeah, everyone kept asking. He's like, he says, everyone keeps asking me if I'm back, and I've not really had an answer until now. Yeah, and the, yeah. I think I'm fucking back. Yeah, I, I don't think. I, I think that this was might I, actually, could, I couldn't tell the difference. That was a perfect rendition. It was. You do an amazing Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, but no, I think like this is. It's the very slow escalation of. We saw John Wick after the first movie, like years after out of the game. So he gets his ass beat just by grunts. Oh, and also yes. Um, so well, John I mean, Wick is like we'll say hitman assassin, the best we can describe. But he is retired. He yeah, finds he the love of his wife, and he finds a way to leave the game. Is that what they call it? Uh, the, just the society. He he leaves the life he had, and he's able to get out, which you're not supposed to be able to do. But the movie picks up with his wife dying and him, you know, grieving over it, and he gets one last present from his wife, which is a dog. And that dog murdered. is fucking cute. Oh no, it's all puppies are, but the dog gets fucking murdered in so the worst it, way ever. I mean, yeah. But it's then a revenge trip for John as he tries to track down the person who, you know, killed his dog, destroyed his car, broke into his house and stole his other, or stole his, or broke, beat up and destroyed his wife's car and stole his car. And it's oh. just kind of a revenge flick of him just letting out all the stress. I didn't, so that was his wife's vehicle that they beat up. Yeah, that's the only thing I can assume. Because it looked like it was still drivable. But he doesn't drive it, ever. I doubt uh-huh. it was purposeful, but yeah, that was part of it. Really? Yeah, so I just always assumed that that was and his see, wife's I car, s- and he just... See, he- I've seen the movie s- at least ten times, and that never <laughs> dawned on me. Yeah. I, it was a double garage, so I wondered, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I always figured that was his wife's car. So I just figured just, because know. the tires had knives in it, he was like, yeah, whatever, fuck it, and just hoofed That might have been bus. it, too. But given what he this. does to other cars in the series, I don't think that really would have mattered. That's to him. true. That's true. That is true. Let me ask you guys this question. Um, starting all the way back at John Wick 1, the first one. Yes. We're yeah, we're, we're, we're talking about the first one right now, yes. Sure, okay. Going based off that, what do you think sets this... What, what do you think set it apart from other revenge kind of flicks the genre is a long enjoyed one it's, what what about this one stands out to you too to me it's the whole other society thing <coughs> i don't think to me i feel like this is a whole new concept in a sense um similar gonna... to kind of like the jason Bourne. you could argue jason Bourne is kind of james bondy but it, it to me it's different so I'm not going to go with that because I know that Hitman societies have always they've been a consistent running thing. I think it's partially that, but I think it's the it's how well and how fleshed out it is. Like the first introduction to the society is is actually just Jimmy, and then the uh, and then the dinner <laughs> date, or the like the uh, the reservation for dinner. And yeah. It's just, it's like two very quick things where this police officer comes up and asks like this person that we've been told for like what 40 minutes up to this point like he is the person you do not fuck with and when they send a 
crew of like nameless grunts that are supposed to be the best or crew that the villains of the first movie have. He just fucking walks through them without taking a hit. Yeah. And just, you see the police officer come up and immediately just go, uh, hey, John, you uh, working? You working? <laughs> and just kind of thankfully walks away when John says no. John, no, just working some stuff out. So okay, John. I, I think it's a mixture of, well, going along with that, it's, it's that or it's the 40 minutes of being told this guy's a badass and immediately saying, yes, he is a badass and not carrying throughout the film. But it's that. It's, it's the kind of comical how much they build him up. It, it, it is. But, but it, it pays off. Not, not in a bad way. Not in a bad way no, at all. I, I think, like, I, it I is think like that's a, purposeful. I, I, the more the movies continue, the more I just look at it and just go, no, they're fucking 100% right. He sets a goal. Not a thing fucking stops him. I like I like we're in the first movie. They talks about, I seen him kill guys with a fucking pencil. Yeah, and then, and then you know, the, the, the question was like, everyone's just going, how the fuck do you do that? Second movie. Here's how you fucking do that. That was fucking great. I still don't know, even watching it, I still don't know how you could kill someone with a fucking pencil like that. I would think that it would snap in sheer force. It's the premise of it that's supposed to sound just incredible, I think. You know, they're not going to show you that, they're just kind of going to let that sit in your mind. And I I don't think the movie does the show, or tell not show too much either. I think they build it up as much as they show it. Yeah, they, no, they do, and that's how what I was going to get in that. Is just like for the first movie for forty minutes, we hear how much of a badass he is, how much of this like unstoppable force he is, and while that is true, not the first or it's kind of get back to it, and it's part of why I think what sets it apart, even as a series, is just with the setup for the society that they have, with them setting up John Wick, with them actually having the fantastic action and chore- or choreography for the fight scenes. It's oh, a very yeah. clear situation of, and it not to get back to a previous point, which is as the series movies are going on, we're seeing John slowly get back into his element where things that stopped him in the first movie don't stop him at all in the second or third. Like there's just sure. like, what is it? Like the end of the fucking third movie where they're in the, uh, we're in the we're in there in the continental the, and they're fighting against people with like oh. fully body armored like night suits running in and John's just running around with a goddamn fucking pistol just going no okay hang on a second I have all five of these guys on the ground with like minor concussions I just need to go ahead and step away and get a better gun I'll be right back you stay there goes get the better gun comes back and continues along the way and it isn't until like the elite ninja hit squad shows up that he actually gets his ass handed to him. Well, and even yeah. then, he fights the gauntlet of them. The armory scene, you know, him him just switching weapons out. You know, it's yeah. pure fantasy, wishful. It's well, just, what it's about? Just great. I, I mean, it is, but it's also just it. It does what it needs to. It's like you said. It doesn't just do like the show, not tell it or the tell not show. It tells you. And then it does show you. Maybe not in that film, but it fucking shows you later down the line. Well, what so I about... I think it is going... Well, I, I want to finish. Yeah. Hang on. 
So I think in the fourth movie, we are actually going to see John at his peak, like what he was before he got out of the game. So I agree with that because that's what I was about to bring up because you were talking about what you were just talking about. I was going to bring up where he fell from the roof at the Continental at the very end and then he's at the Bowery King's throne and the Bowery King goes, are you pissed off, John? And John fucking after literally everything he gets through. In two weeks even. And he's just, he's as laying on the ground. Any other man would have been done for. And he's laying there on the ground like, yeah, I'm fucking pissed. Let's kill shit is essentially what happened. Yeah, no. Realistically, like it, I think I would have been done for. Anyone would be done. Man. Anyone what? would be done. But it's, <laughs> it's, it, it, no, it's not that kind of movie, but yeah. Well, I mean, it, 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 you're right, it isn't, but it's, I think even any other character in that movie series would be done. But again, it just comes back to like the first movie where they just say he is a creature of sheer fucking will. Like, I don't think we have seen John at his peak. We may see it in four where maybe he hopefully gets, you know, more than 24 hours of sleep in between fights. Right. Right. And seeing him act alongside, seeing Keanu Reeves act alongside Lawrence Fishburne it's so in these good. couple of movies and up to now is, is great. I love their dynamic. What's a good Even dynamic? Even if it is mainly Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but they play off, they do play off each other they pretty do. damn well. So, my next question, do you feel that there was kind of decent foreshadowing in the first movie for the second movie with William Defoe's character. What do you mean? Willem Willem Defoe? <laughs> Willem Defoe. Yeah, um so how in the first movie uh Marcus Willem Defoe's character helps John out in yeah. a couple of situations and then you find out in the second movie that, um, what's, what's his name? Well, anyways, while I figure out what's his name is, um, he comes back and wants John's help. Uh, Santino D'Antonio? Yeah, D'Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where his character... Um, played by Ricardo Sacamaraco. Sacamaraco. I, I'm butchering it. I, my bad. I'm following you. Oh. Um, he he comes and you learn about markers and how Santonio was like, you know, we helped you get out. We helped you, you know, with those bodies that day. So. I felt like that setup showing that John, while does extraordinary things, he still has help. I mean, so he does. So again, it, it comes back to the statement of just as they don't introduce something until they need it. And when they introduce it, they make sure you know the rules of what they've introduced and how it fits into the world. So I don't think it's a situation of like they brought in the. I think there was good foreshadowing from two to three for the marker situation. I do not think there was good foreshadowing for the markers from one. No, I wasn't meaning the markers. I was talking about John wick and having help 
in his deeds. So Willem Dafoe's character, Marcus, essentially saved John, I, I, I well, hate to say. A few times during the first movie, yes. And, you know, I feel like that was a little bit of foreshadowing where John, while he does great things, he still needs help. Well, it's it's also a great way to introduce um, the rest of the star power as well. You know, it's the same reason he gets help from Halle Berry's character in the third one. Yes, yeah. it's, it's a great way to introduce the other actors and to have some really interesting actors. In fact, it um, it's a great part at the start of the second film. Uh, John is kind of cleaning up the rest of Vigo's lieutenants and uh, Russian mobsters. And, oh, yeah. Um, uh, I've got to remember the actor. Um, Are you talking about Godbrand? <laughs> yes, that is, that is definitely one of his roles. Uh, uh, Peter Stormberg. No. It, it's something Peter Stormare. Stormare, okay. Peter Stormare. And he's doing the monologue that Vigo did in the first film. And it gets into about John. And it, well, it's just, it, it's kind of, it's a couple of things, I think. It's, it's the film kind of poking fun at that again because they're talking him up so much it, it's it's got yeah. some self-awareness to it but at the same time you know and they even repeat the uh, the part the pencils fucking the movie the pencils are yeah and and the guy the bodyguard's like yeah i know i've heard it and he's like who does that three guys with a pencil i i love how they they set him up that way it doesn't take itself too seriously and that almost makes it even better yeah no, it does but again i just like it Again, I, it just comes back to he's not at his peak yet. <laughs> like it's, he's, you're saying he's in like, the first, second, what? Where is he not as, at his peak? Uh, in the movies, because they take place over 22 days. No, not even yeah. 22 days. They take place over 20 days, and in this time, he gets shot several times, gets stabbed several times, gets thrown off a roof, hit by cars. Attacked by fucking dogs, thrown off a balcony at a fucking uh, dance club, gets the shit kicked out of him several times, and just keeps getting back up. And the man hasn't had a let or arrest longer than like five fuck or like a day. The only time he actually gets a night's sleep is when he's at a continental, and we've seen that twice, maybe three times. And one of those times, he had to go and do a gunfight in it. Anytime he does rest, uh, usually there are flashbacks, there's some exposition. Like the first movie when he gets the dog after yeah, his wife passes. Yeah, it, it's like that or just... It's really been going... It's kind of, actually, you know, quick bad weekend sort of thing. Yeah, actually, even then, taking away the uh, first two days in the movie. Because the first two days, he just gets the dog and stuff. Right. It's not until uh, the third day that he actually gets uh, beaten. So that's actually 18 days of getting beaten and his dog being killed. 
Would you say there was a couple days of rest uh, when he went to uh, the Vatican? I would say at most oh, a day. He's arming, yeah, and, and kind of gearing up. Yeah, I would say maybe a day. Well, but there's even also then, like, the flight and all that there, too. That, that's what I'm saying, a day. Well, the way they shoot it, they're trying to kind of show how quickly, how in in very quick succession this is all happening, is I think Cole's point. You know, this is happening over the very, the very short span of time. Yeah, right. So in the time before, or in the days before he gets on that plane to go to... Uh, Go to Rome uh, for the actual thing, which is on the 10th day. He has been in his house when it got blown up by Santino. He gets hit by a car. He has the fist fight with um, uh, Vigo. He gets shot at. He has the or goes through the entire thing of the uh, car garage, getting his car back, killing people, getting hit out of the car. There's him being stabbed and shot. There's the entire fight with Perkins. There's the entire first movie. And then after all that, he finally gets a day's rest in the Vatican, or in Rome. So, And it's all up for his next mission. Yeah, it's all him just getting set up for his next mission, which takes the whole day because he goes to several places and we see it go from day to night. So like he, he arrives at the Continental at like 9 a.m. So speaking of, you talked about that fight where he gets his car back at, at the start of the second movie. Yes. Do you feel it was a little weird that all those people there, not a single one had a weapon? So I get where you're coming from, and I would say yes. I would agree with that. But at the same time, I also, I, I don't really consider that when I'm watching the moment. Because the choreography does just take my mind off the fact that there's no one running or just trying to shoot John. They're all just running at him with cars and with their fists. So, yeah, it was entertaining and everything. I just... This was I, I, the I, I, first time where I was watching it because I was trying to get ready for this. I just thought it was a little weird because they had all of the their the the coin that they used for their currency... And yeah. a lot of stuff there, and I, I thought it was a little weird that there wasn't an armed guard anywhere. No, no, I... So I agree with you. I understand what you're coming up with. It's just... It's the in the moment, it's not something I consider. So, back up. You're talking about the Continental, or are you talking about... No, no, he's talking about the chop shop when he's uh, getting his car back. Yeah, at the start of the second movie, where... Uh, he goes to get his car back from Peter. Uh, what was his name again? The other mob boss, Abrams. Vigo. Vigo's what was that? His cousin? No, his brother. His brother. brother. Okay, so Vigo's brother. <coughs> he yeah. goes there because you see them. They have the the coin, the the infamous coin, gold coin. They have a whole bunch of that there. Looks like some nice vehicles there, including John's car. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. There there wasn't an armed guard. Not one single person had a gun and tried to shoot at John. So I think well, I, when during he's the fight in the garage, he 
kills a few guys. Yeah, when he's thinking around the garage, he does kill a few people. I don't know until he's it's taking not, the car that he's there, essentially. Yeah, it, it's not, and even then, it's a situation of, in the moment, I'm not considering it because you have a bunch of people tearing down cars and transporting cars and taxis and shit that I'm just looking at it going, you know what, this is fine. I don't, I, I like, yes, I get what you're saying, and I, I thought about it too, but it's just, it's fine how it is. It so doesn't need he it. Took out, he took out the couple of sentries that were around there. I mean, the, no, he did. There's that great where the guy's smoking the cigarette, and he, <laughs> he puts his hands over his mouth and, and crams the cigarette into the henchman's yeah. mouth. Right. And then knocks him in the stomach. And, it's, and that's that's kind of the other thing I wanted to focus on, wanted to ask you guys about. Um, another thing that really sets these movies apart in a genre where, you know, it, it could be overdone. Um, there's so many things, you know, it's it's very stylized for one. It's The cinematography is great. But like you mentioned before, Cole, it's the choreography and the, the fight scenes that are just so well executed and so well done and it's little things like that that i think make it what do you guys think no it, it really oh. is it's yeah i i agree like i said this was the first time where i was talking about where i just thought it was a little weird there wasn't you know anyone charging him with guns that's the first time i noticed it and that's me literally looking for nitpicky things to talk about for tonight. And in other in any other yeah. time I wouldn't have noticed it because it was so if, good. Um, if you want to talk um, if you want to talk about stuff where it doesn't entirely make sense um, talk about the guy, the bodyguard. I think he's a rapper. Common Sense, I think is his name. I think so, yeah. Um He's walking through, I think, a metro station, or a, it's a big, highly populated place. Yeah, and where they're shooting. Yeah, suppressed pistols. Crowd all around them, and not a single person has ever noticed. Yeah, they don't work that way. They're so quiet in the movie that is not right. at all. Well, what is it? How in suppressors the first, work? In the first uh, action scene we see in the first movie, he doesn't even have a suppressor on. He has a compensator. But it, it sounds as though he's got a suppressor on it, which, again, uh, you know, in these they're, movies... They're still really fucking loud. The, yeah. Oh, they absolutely... The suppressors are mainly to prevent hearing damage. Silencers, that's not really a fictional. thing. Yeah, very fictional. But it does um, not exist. It's, it's still really fun. It's still a great yeah. scene. But um, if we're talking about lapses in reality, like, oh, there's, there's a few... But, you know, again, it's it's and, meant to be enjoyed regardless. And see, that's that's what I think is great about the movies, though, as well. It's kind of hard to nitpick. There's, no, it really is. Like, there's... It's a little hard. I mean, they... They honestly do... They count bullets. There's not really an endless clip in the... Or magazine. In in the good, weapons, yeah. no, there really isn't. It's they do count bullets. They every hit actually looks like it's an actual hit. There's the uh, again going back to the choreography, heading to the beginning of three where they have the knife fight in the knife shop. 
where it's just they realize that everyone's out of ammo. So what do they do? Just bash open the weapon cases and grab what's in there. Tomahawks, knives, let's go. That's got to be, if we're talking about favorites, that's got to be mine, or at least up there. Uh, well, you've always liked knives. All the, what? What? <laughs> you've always liked knives. You would, back in high school, you... Because I had a pocket knife? <laughs> No, just because you would consistently watch the fucking Krauser and Leon fight from Resident Evil 4. Wow, man, you can't get on here. For that, Resident Evil 4 was really popular when we were in I'm not saying, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying I'm not surprised that that's your favorite scene. So, speaking of that scene... It's all the, the, um, if I could finish, it's it's all the historical weapons that he has to make use of. It's a lot of imagination. It's not just, you know, he's doing, you know, Essentially, gun kata in most of the scenes, which never get boring. By the way, I'm not no, I'm not ragging on them, but it's it's amazing to watch him go through a, a, an arms museum, essentially, and utilize everything there. You know, it's a, it's a weapon candy shop. You know, a stroll through time, essentially, yeah. and it, it's just so entertaining. The final thing with the him just assembling a revolver for five minutes. Oh, it's great. So that's what I was going to ask. Do you really feel that it was necessary with all that ammo that was there that he tear apart the weapons to make one actually fit the bullet? Um, while you're talking about that, let me rewatch it just to see. Because... <laughs> It was great. It was great because I felt it showed that he knows how to, you know, in the field, field strip a weapon and rebuild to make it work and everything. I thought it was great, but at the same time was like, was that really necessary? So I think the way it's presented is, I, I don't know. I think you're right on that, but I also think it's a situation of, I don't remember what they do with the gun. There, there's. I need to remember what they do to the gun to be able to give it a full answer. But I think like they either partially disassemble or the gun just out of area, or they like remove the clip or something. So or it's just time effectiveness wise, it's easier just to do this because he knows what he's doing and he can do it really quickly to fit the bolts he has. So but it's what yeah, I remember. So he inserts a round into the. Into the, the cylinder, it doesn't work. He's checking each of the revolvers. He's basically just taking out all the cylinders of these single action revolvers and just tr- trying the round on them. He's taking the hammers off, disassembling them. Because there's a wall of rounds. You're right. Yeah. There's there's plenty of ammo, but only one of them. Seems like it's gonna. It's field stripping and he's putting it back together. And yeah, he it's the hammer he, mechanism and yeah, he does kind of go out of his way to disassemble the whole thing. You're right. Because he could have. I mean, what was wrong with the one that he had? Can he have just find another round? You know, because there was that many there. Or why did he have to break apart? Because he broke apart two pistols. I felt to put the parts from the second one onto the first one. No, you're you're right. There are 
why not just pick up one of the three to four guns that, you know, got dropped on the floor? But at the same time, it's also a situation of just, again, rewatching it. There's, I think, what is it? There's the point where they're just, like, he's throwing knives with two other people down a straight hallway, and you just see, like, knives bouncing off because the hilts are hitting them instead of the actual blade. Yeah. So he's juggling two guys, and he's trying to shoot this guy, but he keeps, you know, knocking the gun off the line so it doesn't hit him. At some point here, while he's, you know, fighting between them, he just kicks it to the side. So it's not really in, it's not really a factor in the fight at, at this point, which no, is, I'm sure is on purpose so that he can use other things. No, you're 100% right. Of course. Just, yeah. And it's just, it, 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 yeah. Oh, well, I was <laughs> no, just going to say, I, I also thought it was weird. He only grabbed one bullet. And then he loaded it in the gun and then shot that person and discarded it when he could have grabbed more and tried to load. I mean, I felt like it was all that work for one bullet and then it was not. What was, what was cool and interesting that that's just another detracting at the same time. It, It could be, I mean, these are historical weapons. Um, it could be that, they wouldn't have stood up to more than one shot. Some of them he might have been disassembling because they're they could be replicas. So he might have been taking pieces parts to make an actual working yeah. revolver. Why he only loaded the one bullet? Maybe he's just pressed for time, doesn't have time to load them all. I mean, you do have to load them into the cylinder. And one fire one. them. He yeah. has to pull the, the the hammer back for each shot. So you maybe in, in the course of a scene, they thought, oh, that might be a little boring. Maybe he'll use it for one shot. That might be correct, but I, I would also argue just, again, there's there's three guns in that fight scene alone that are just on the actual ground. Uh, that, I, yeah, I see, I see one so on the one ground. That, so there's the one that got kicked away. There's the towards the end. There's the dude who runs up with the uh, gun, gets it knocked out, or fires off a round, gets it knocked out of his hand, and goes, "Fuck it, I'm not going to find my gun right now. I'm just going to grab this kitchen knife and start swinging it." So the one guy he knocks, he throws, he flips the one guy over. Yeah. He lands on the ground. He's still got his gun. The other guy, he's fighting with that henchman for the gun. That gets thrown into the room off camera. We can't see it. The other guy is trying to point his pistol at Wick. Then he kicks it across the room. I think that's the only two I see. Okay, well, there might only be I mean, two I, then. I think I can still see it on the ground over there, so he could still go for it, but yeah. Yeah, so there might just be two, but it's also just a situation of why not go for either of those two guns instead of remaking sure. it. But I do also want to say good job on them for not holding back with the eye-stabbing scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Where they just take a few seconds just to show him stabbing through a man's eye. So, my question then comes... Because, still, it was great seeing that, him doing all that. But just how you hear John Wick, do you think that maybe he still was potentially rusty at that time and wasn't fully thinking to his ability, and that's why he did what he did? I, again, it's... I, it's entirely possible he's been he's been blown up like twice in the past eighteen days. Yeah. So it's it's entirely possible. 
And I mean, this is just like the first, what, 40 minutes of chapter three is him just fighting through a gauntlet of trained assassins. Like people who make a living out of this shit. And the way that sequence is cut is great because he, you, you kind of have it going between, you know, he encounters them, they're midway through the fight, and then he kills them all. And it's all like a montage, but each part of the montage lines up with, you know, he encounters this woman who shoots him in the back. He encounters this guy who, you know, double teams him with another guy, and they've got, you know, that's the pencil scene. You've got this big, you know, yeah, heavy that's, set that's, assassin with a pistol. You got that, that, that huge tall guy. Like, so that's in chapter two, which, again, based on the timeline, takes like a place a day and a half before the beginning of chapter three. I'm just talking about the beginning of chapter three, where you just have him oh, once sorry. again. Yeah. Going well, through like a bunch of trained assassins. Well, I like I, I like the the that tall guy that um, oh, the, at the library, the and I like I really like I like this attention to detail that they show that exists that kind of foreshadows where he's like where John's like I still have you know five minutes and that guy's like who would know. Yeah, or, or what does it matter? And yeah. then you find out later with the adjudicator, she knows fucking everything. Actually, when when um, uh, my girlfriend and I were watching that scene, I think she said that exact thing. She was like, how would they know if it took five minutes longer or not? Well, and then you got the guy with the doctor. The doctor's like, the John's like, no, you you stopped at the time, and he's like, "But they would know that I told you where to find that sure. medicine." Yeah, it just it's either a they have eyes on everyone, they have a psychic, or they're just like, "No, no, you he came in here, you helped him." Doesn't matter if it went over time, and you stopped, you helped I'm him. Kind of curious how things, right? I'm I'm kind of curious how that's going to go with the adjudicator, to be honest. It's going to be interesting because he tech because no he he didn't fulfill his contract he he gave up his contract Winston convinced him to give up the contract so he cut off his finger so he's or his wedding finger so he's fucking pissed which I'm kind of surprised he went to that length if he was going to defy it anyway yeah I think that was just that that. Again, that's just like one of the few nitpick points. Like I can actually pick out. There's, I think. Well, there's that, and having rewatched the knife scene again, I think there are two points in the knife scene where you see like people taking longer time than they need to to do something, like in the fight, so that some or John can get back up. Right. Um, but I I agree with like him cutting off his middle finger and or not his middle finger, his ring finger in the third movie. It doesn't really make sense for him to give that up or for that to have been that important to him if he's just going to help Winston anyway. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of how I felt about it. I felt like that was the weakest part. Yeah. But so, I also think that's just, he's willing to help a friend out and he didn't realize what his actions would cause. Right. So, what I thought him doing all that was, was he was, he was at the point was like, yeah, I'm going to do what I need to 
to get back on the good graces. And yeah, so, then... So that, that was what he was supposed to do, or that's what he was trying to do. The problem was, is for him to get back on good graces, he needed to kill Winston. But didn't he find that out after? No, no, he, he found that out. That's, he was directly told that, after, like, that was the price he had to pay. And see, I'm just wondering if he was just like, he just cut off his finger to show that he was going to do that. But at that point, he had already made up his mind that he was upset at that table. But he was trying to figure out a way to get back at them, so he was just delaying. I mean, that might have been, if that's the case, that didn't come out that clearly or as clearly, because my understanding of the scene was he was just trying to get people off his back so that he could try and go back to his life. Because the person he was angry at was D'Antonio, and he already killed D'Antonio. So my understanding, again, just was he was trying to get the contract pulled so that he wasn't excommunicado anymore, and that the solution for that was to kill Winston and cut off his ring finger. But when he gets to Winston again, Winston convinces him not to kill him. Do you know? So it'd be, do you know? It'd be really kind of weird. What is if they like Ocean's Eleven did, and this was like kind of the plan the whole time with Winston and the Bowery and all that, but they just never showed that they talked about it. So just the okay. So you're talking more like Ocean's Twelve then, like a long Where... con. Essentially, yeah. So Ocean's Twelve, where they, uh, oh yeah, with the stealing, yeah, you're right. Ocean's Twelve, they steal the item before the movie actually even fucking begins, right? Which is, I think, one of the biggest fucking cop outs I've ever seen a movie do. (laughs) Did they really steal it though before the movie ever begins? I thought they kind of stole it, kind of like, like after everything. Like, after they found out about the Fox, but before they made the terms. Because it showed them at the the rail station and all that, and they lost the one guy in the bag. Yeah, so they end up at the rail station. They, they like, it's a four-man team that, like, come up with the idea of how to steal the thing because they somehow know that it's going to be transported on the train that they're on. So they just managed to pull a switcheroo on the train, and that's the that's the clever solution. And I don't want them to have done that. Well, I'm not necessarily I, saying it's like that, but I mean that's just a possibility. I, I, I get where you're coming from. I just don't want them to do that. That's fair. I, I like the idea that this is a a bloodthirsty world. I'm okay like, with I, that too. I, I, I feel like that's also partially one of the appeals is that you have people that are that have been friends that have worked together for for ages, and I think Marcus was as again as I said at the beginning, like one of the old guard where they actually had an, like a sense of honor. Like they didn't just play for money just to get money or get richer. Mm-hmm. They they like they had a sense of loyalty of this man helped me. I've known and worked with this person for. <laughs> a decade I've got their back and I I feel like it's a situation where I kind of want not Marcus Um, I I want Winston yeah I I want Winston to have fully betrayed John and John just fucks and kills him 
Yeah, I think that would probably fit with the world that they've set up, where it is this bloodthirsty world. Right. And where if you are fucked over, you need to stay on your side. And for all like the warnings that Winston's given, I feel like he's just, this is the best shot I have for survival. Now, maybe Winston's going to come up with a plan, but I feel like it needs to stay, for the most part, that he did just fully betray John. Okay. I feel like it fits more, or it would fit better with the world and be better at story, or be a better story if that's the case. That could just be wrong, and they managed to pull it off perfectly fine, and it's still fucking fantastic. But I, just personal opinion, I think that's where it needs to stay. Either way, I think that you know we've known him throughout the movies. We've known him long enough. It's supposed to be a, a betrayal that kind of stings, and it, it sets him up as the next. Oh man, I really want John Wick to kill this guy. Villain. <laughs> I, I mean, it, yeah, it could be that. It could also just be this is the only way that Winston could think of to, you know, keep John alive. Oh, that, yeah. I mean, like, he, so, he knew that John would, or like, because it's Winston's hotel. There's no reason he doesn't know that there aren't, you know, all that stuff. There isn't all that stuff for John to fall off of and roll down off the building. And knowing John, he'll probably fucking survive it. And trying to well, set John up for uh, an attack at the high table. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just a power move by Winston, because there is also just Winston going, you don't fuck with John. Having John as an enemy is a really bad idea. You shouldn't do it. So that best case scenario for Winston, that's how I see it. And maybe he did that to really get John pissed. And then when John comes to kill him, Winston's like, no, I have an idea. I had to make this play. Here's the yeah. next play. That's fair. Like, that's the best case scenario I can think of for Winston. And even then, he still might die. I have a question about the doctor. Okay. Well, the you never see the adjudicator come. Do you think we might see anything in the fourth movie about him. Cause she went around and questioned the Bowery and, um, John's, I don't know what you would call her mom. I, I mean, she's just called the director. That's the character name, but I, um, you see the, the adjudicator talk to them and reprimand them for helping John, and you don't, like, is there maybe a deleted scene of something with the doctor, or they go, well, John shooting him twice, that was fair? Or uh, maybe it was just a way of just being like, no, he, he fucking attacked me, he's not, he, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be nice to, it would be nice, because they do so well with answering so much, it would be nice to, to kind of get an answer to that, you know what I mean? Same with no, Jimmy. Right. It would be nice to know a little more about Jimmy. So, I think it would be nice to know about these things. Like, part of me wants to know what the fucking task John had, but I also don't want to know. Oh, that the the first task to get yeah, out? like, the task to get out. Like, I kind of want to know, but I... Ultimately, don't because I think it's not going to live up to what I've imagined. But they've already kind of answered what the task was. Not, no, they didn't. So, 
what my when I think about it, because Vigo mentions about how we got to the power that we did, the bodies that laid the foundation, I felt like there was another syndicate. Like, you know, there's the the D'Antonio syndicate that's at the high table. I feel like the Vigo is kind of like a subset while they're not at the table. They're kind of like a thing like that. And John essentially wiped out a whole entire thing for Vigo to move up in power. He may have. I'm just not. Again, like, it's, it's all backstory. It just kind of adds to it. I'm, I'm not sure it, it needs to be gone into. Yeah, I just I don't think it needs to. I, it, I it just adds don't to do. his infamy. But yeah. see, I think that is why it, because also uh, at the start of the second one, Santino D'Antonio talks about how they helped John with that task. Yeah, I just, so just by saying that the bodies that were buried that day could mean anything, like maybe he ju he actually just wiped out like the high table once. Like maybe he did actually just go through and wipe out the previous high table. Maybe he just went out and wiped out a syndicate. Maybe he just killed some politicians. It, 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 I don't like he killed people. That's what he does. That, that's not in question. Correct. Uh, but it's, I, I don't want to know who he killed, and I don't know want to. I don't want to know what the task was. Like, part of me wants to, but I feel like I ultimately don't because it's just gonna, like. I mute don't his want, character. I don't want to get John Wick the early days. I don't. We don't I I don't either. Like that's the ultimate thing is I ultimately don't want that. So I don't see them necessarily doing that, but I could see them just answering about the story within the movies as being part of the art because they keep they keep hinting at it still to now. Well, is it hinting or is it just providing backstory? Why not both? Well, if it's hinting at something, it's building up to something. What's it building up to? Yeah. I mean, so that's the thing. Maybe in this fourth movie, because John's... It seem, to me, it seems like John is essentially... Preparing to go at war with not necessarily the high table, but the powers that be above the high table. Uh, probably all of it, if I had to guess. Yeah. And maybe there is, in doing so in all of this, maybe, you know, you did this task and they talk about it a little bit more and it's like, you know, it's going to need to be more than that. Well, I, I kind of don't want them to do that. I, I want it to remain how it is. And that's fine. Either way. Uh, I see what you mean. Like, I don't want to, like, I think we know too much, or we know enough about it for it to be an effective thing. But I also think, like, the task doesn't really have that much importance right now or anymore in the story. Well, it, it might or yeah. it might not. Like, unless the ultimate thing is 
like the task is that John killed like the previous Baba Yaga. Like he killed the previous John Wick. <laughs> then I, it won't matter and it won't come full circle and it won't, or it won't be that important. But, but if that's the case, killers where literally anyone off the street can be a hitman. I feel like it's just he happens to hold this particular fame among them. I don't know that there was a, a former or it's a legacy or anything like that. It's just in so many people that are good at killing other people, I, I think he, he just, just happened to be the best. Out. Right. Well, I mean, the only reason I say it as that is A, it would give him a name. It'd give him reason for the fame. And it could actually ultimately be like a full circle story where the previous person he killed basically tried to do what we're going to see John do. And it ultimately ends with the same fate for John Wick. Where he is killed by like the next Baba Yaga. Well, there's a couple of characters that I, I don't know that they fit that description, but couple of characters that could come back in the fourth one uh common comes to mind and he, the guy he, he got, left alive yeah as a professional cur- or courtesy that's professional courtesy yeah <laughs> um yeah you got him you got the uh um did necessarily um i'm trying to think of the actor and the character but in the zero, Mark Dukakis, Dukakis, did oh. did his character zero? Did that character technically die? I'm gonna have to look up who oh. that is. The dude in uh the third movie, the uh, bald Asian man. Yes, I oh. thought he did. I thought so. They made kind of a big thing out of it, out of that scene. Yeah. I mean, it shows him stabbed, and, you know, he's he's labored and breathing, and, but he, I mean, says, he says, I'll, catch I'll, I'll, I'll catch up to a minute, and John goes, no, no, you won't. That doesn't necessarily mean he died, though. I feel uh, like John saying, no, you won't, yeah, kind of maybe. is. I mean, he could have survived, but... Well, it's kind of the same thing with Ruby Rose's character in 2, you know, saying, I'll see you around, and him saying, well, no, no, you probably won't. Well, he just says, sure, at that point. Uh, is that the line, exactly? I think it is. It's okay. either sure or sure well, you will. She's like, I think she's dead. <laughs> yeah, I think she's dead, so too. Probably the same thing. Like, unless we're pulling, like, RE6 where all the dead people come back to, or the Resident Evil movies where all the dead people come back to life for no apparent reason, I don't think they're showing back up. Yeah. Well, so, this is my thinking, because like you said with the common as the, the, the professional courtesy thing with the knife, I just, I feel like, like you said with the Rose Gal, I part of me thinks that John had respect for them and what they did, and they were just doing what 
they were hired to do. They might have been. I think the uh, problem with Zero is that he actually wants to fight John Wick and wants to see if he can beat him. Like, I feel like he's part of, like, a subsect of this world where they're just like, no, no, he kind of worships John. Right. But what I'm saying is, is he fought John, he lost, he technically could have learned his lesson, but John, because of that infamy and everything, John was trying to be like, look, you've been weighed, you've been measured, you've been outdone. You've been found wanting. I respect what you did and what you attempted. I'm not going to kill you. Because there was a few times where zero students could have easily killed John, but didn't. You know what I mean? I feel like there was maybe that courtesy. Maybe. I. So I don't think so because... There's a point in the fight with Zero where John kind of, where like he stabbed Zero like three to four times. And like you see Zero like limping and just kind of unable to move. And John like motions with like the sword that they've been trading off. And Zero's response is just to make a fist. Like he doesn't want the fight, he doesn't want to concede. He wants to either beat John or die trying. So I think he does die at that. And that's fair. That would be my guess. I, I, I'm just saying, it. they're, to me, while very slim, it's still in the realm of possibility. <laughs> I, I mean, yes, I, it is in the realm of possibility. Yeah. You, you are correct on that statement. Uh, but you know what? It's not in the realm of possibility going back to that fight, actually. The fucking glass that they have in that building. Because Jesus <laughs> Christ, you can take stabs from a sword and not break. You can take gunshots, but not break. But if you throw a 180-pound young or small yeah. Asian man through it, it shatters. <laughs> oh, man. Or if you throw Keanu Reeves at it, it shatters. So what about the, the actors, the cast? Who... Is your guy's favorite antagonist? Who was your favorite kind of supporting? Discuss. The so, the hotel manager, hands down. <laughs> yeah. I I'm sorry, just Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> you you've yeah, given hard to argue. you've given Lawrence Fishburne a character where he gets to interact with Keanu Reeves again, but he gets to fucking chew up the scenery. My favorite oh, yeah. scene in that entire fucking series is him shouting down the hallway of the Bowery get this man a motherfucking gun <laughs> like that's, really, that's really it it's fantastic no it is he's he's not being stoic or or you know so he's not being um, stoic but he has mentoring like uh, like Morpheus he's, he gets to kind of go crazy so you were right, he does, but I feel like he maintains the uh, like the same gravitas that Morpheus had. Oh, absolutely. He's like the, the same like, charisma. His, he's the king in his castle. Yeah, I, I feel like that's that's exactly what he needs to be. I like some of the nods to the Matrix where you have Lawrence Fisher, but then also in the third movie, 
uh, Winston goes, what do you need, John? And Keanu goes, guns. Lots of Lots guns. Lots of guns. <laughs> yeah, we, we knew that was coming. Uh, what about your favorite locales? So, ooh. Well, back to right. the character thing, though, real quick. What about John Leguizamo's character? So I like his character. I think... Oh, the, the Chop Chop guy? Yeah. yeah. He's great. John Leguizamo is he's great in whatever you find him in. No, he really is. What um, about what about the sommelier with the whole the gun scene in oh, in two? Desserts. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Pete I, from uh, Shaun of the Dead. He's he's my favorite sommelier. Uh, I do like Winston. I do like Concierge. Um, I personal opinion. I think favorite scene or favorite loca- location that they've gone to. I think it's. I think it's probably got to be the. Um, So they've only been to three, right? Rome, New York, and... I'm just counting individual locations. Like and if wherever team, Halle Berry was. I'm trying to remember. Well, that was out in the Middle East somewhere. The Mideast, yeah. They say where? Um, I think it's probably got to be... I, don't, I think it's probably going to be the same place as my favorite fighting, which is the train in two. Which is what? The uh, subway in two. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like the entire lead up to like that train station with the uh, fountain shootout, which immediately leads into the uh, subway with the silence pistols. And then it directly into the knife fight with the or on the actual subway itself. Because there's definitely a distinction between one-on-one and, you know, group fighting. Uh, I would yeah. definitely distinguish those two when you're talking about, like, your favorites. Well, I'd say overall that's probably, like, my favorite actual fight scene. If we're going group fights, it's going to be the... Um, it's probably got to be Red Circle from the first one. Just because I, I like the, like, just the actual, like, body language you can get from um, Keanu in that and John Wick, where anytime he actually has the uh, sun in sights, he kind of hesitates and he misses. And you can tell it's, I, I you get the feeling that it's just because he's so fucking angry at this man that he just cannot <laughs> aim properly. Which is <laughs> great. Like this poor man is taking so much anger and rage for one fuck up. And I mean it's deserved, but at the same time it's just oh, like sure. I, I kind of feel bad for him at points. Yeah, for sure. It's nice to see that motivation come through in the acting. I like uh 
if we're talking about single fight, I like him fighting that single uh, sumo guy. Oh, and or towards the end too. Yeah, where he literally shoots the guy in the head, Twice. and the guy still is going. Yeah. Oh man, that guy. Just... Wait, which part was that? That so that was in the assassin montage in uh, two. Oh, that's right. The the big sumo guy. It, wasn't it after the pencil scene? Yeah. Yeah. So it was during that montage. I gotta say, though, like, if you're talking about locales, I really enjoyed Rome. Where? Rome. Yeah. yeah it was well done. Pretty breathtaking. And I, I really liked the music and everything that was going on with it, too. The the scene through the catacombs was really cool. And then that whole entire going down after the catacombs, that whole entire fight to end up right at the that Rome Continental. I just... I was, I was impressed with that. And getting to see the parallel between that Continental and the one in New York. Yeah. Sure. I still wouldn't say Rome is my favorite for any of it. Just because it's the most distinct. I mean, it is most distinct, but at the same time, like, I don't... Like, I remember the music more for, from that more than I remember the actual locale. Besides, like, that and, like, the death scene of, uh... What's-Her-Face? The sister in that. Yeah. Like, I remember that because that, that was just a well-done death scene. Uh, other than that, I don't really remember much of the locale besides them tumbling down the stairs towards the end. I like I remember the bridge scene. I remember the horse scene. I remember the horse stables. I remember the knife fight. I, I remember the majority of the other locales from the other things because it's just distinct. I just don't remember Rome. Like I don't remember the scenery that well. It's because it was yeah, dark. Sounds like a sounds like a personal problem. I mean, it probably is. It was I, I, I hard. Think that might be it. It, it. I think that might just be it. It's just, it's dark there. It, it is. I mean, it's pretty much all at night. Yeah, so you don't really get the kind of like, essentially when everything takes place in the the film series. It's kind of like, um, oh, what game was that? Was that Deus Ex, the first one, where everything is at night? Basically, you're never anywhere in the morning. I think so. But I mean, it's. I always think that's an interesting choice. I mean, it is. But again, it's just in that I didn't. It didn't. It wasn't really that impactful. Not for me. Uh, uh, okay. I mean, could that just be that you haven't? It's been a while since you've seen it. It's the second in the lineup. No, I mean, I watched them like over the weekend. I mean, if that's the way you feel about it, that's fine. Yeah, it just. It's just, I don't find it that impactful, or at least Rome to be that impactful. I, again, I so, think it has probably one of the better deaths, and it's probably got one of the uh, like lead-ups to a fight, but 
I think the fights in that are outdone by the museum later in the film. I think it's outdone by the mirror hallway later in the film. I think it's done or outdone That's by true. just the chase through New York. Oh yeah, and no. I, I just, again, personally, I, I think in that movie alone, just even in that movie, just Rome is one of the weaker things in there. It is. Uh, I, I don't disagree. I, I wish. I don't know that I feel that way entirely, but. No, I, I, I see what he's saying. To me, I, no, I thought it. Rome, as far as the locale, I enjoyed the music and all that. And I enjoyed were introduced the the parallel where there's continentals nation you know all over the world um, no, I, I I like that part I, I get where you're coming from with that but yeah it, it was hard for it to be memorable um I I wish I could remember where he went to in Casablanca thank yeah. you mind finally remembering Casablanca was Second, only because of what Rome, when I think of John Wick, I think of the music from Rome, I think of that fight scene from Rome and all that, when I think about the entirety of, of, of the series, when I think about one, it's a whole different thing, but when I think about the entirety, I think about Rome because of the struggle and everything, and that's why I say Rome is my favorite locale. But as far as Casablanca, I thought it was gorgeous. It was very short, and I wish we got more, but seeing that fight scene with Halle Berry and the dogs was definitely a little more memorable. No, to be honest, I, I'm, uh, I'm not always the biggest fan of Halle Berry. I, I don't know. The chemistry between them was kind of... Uh, oh, no. I, I like she kind of had to, like... She was thrown in. The backstory. Well, it's not that she's a weak supporting character necessarily, but I feel like when she's talking about her daughter um, and just explaining their ties together... She does most of the talking, of course, but I, I don't know. It just felt like too expositive. What do you guys think? No, that's what I'm saying is it wasn't necessarily Halle Berry's fault. It was, I felt like they wrote her in in kind of a rush and didn't give you much to care for. Yeah, and she came across <laughs> really hostile. Like, you get the sense that the other characters definitely had... Um, history with John, and they weren't necessarily in love with him. They had their problems with him, but at the same time, she outwardly kind of hated him. She was doing every little thing to to kind of uh, be kind of hostile and petty, and it's like, man, there's got to be this really intense backstory for that to be the case, and they, they touch on it, but it's like, he seems kind of indifferent, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't he doesn't know. Doesn't seem taken with her. He doesn't seem like they're a thing for that kind of passion to be there for her to be that like mean. I guess. Yeah, it, that's that's where that's why that location falls short for me. I, I everything with New York was great, but I feel like that's just where the story is. So it's hard for me to go. Oh well, New York. Yeah. 
that's true. That's just everything. So when I think of when I'm thinking outside, I feel Rome is stronger than Casablanca. But Casablanca, it had its no, it moments had of mem- memory, like that the dogs fighting scene and all that, and meeting that retired um, manager. Essentially, was really interesting. The guy played by Jerome Flynn. I think so. Uh, recently, of Game of Thrones frame, uh, fame. He's, he plays Braun. Oh, yeah. Like, it was interesting to see that also. The guy that it was kills like, the dogs. <laughs> or one of them. He didn't even kill her. Kill the dog. He shot it. He just shot it. Okay. The bulletproof vest stopped it. But it was interesting to see while yet he was no longer the manager and retired, he wasn't out of the life still. And seemed like he was higher up than a manager, but wasn't. Yeah, kind of like a warlord, almost. Um, I don't know. There's so many layers, and I feel like they do so well with that. But, man. I agree. So... Final thoughts when we into four, like what 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 are you when you go for what what's the one thing that you hope happens? Uh we get to see John Wick and four or Lawrence Fishburne just murdering a bunch of fucking people. Do you really think the Bowery is gonna get his hands dirty? He hasn't oh, throughout I, I the I whole movie. To. I really want him to. I really want him to just like pull off that cloak or like his coat and just for there to be like several other coats just hiding like a six pack in like a bodybuilder's body. Oh my goodness. And for him to just go WWE on a bunch of people. Like if he doesn't throw some people off a building, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> Luke? Thoughts? Oh, he's with me on that. Lawrence Visper needs to go kung fu on people's asses. Well, he doesn't need to be ripped to. Lawrence Fishburne's a strong dude. Um, uh, he is. Watching him behind the scenes on the the show didn't turn out very well, but um, watching him behind the scenes on Hannibal, like he lifts Mad Mickelson all the way up. <laughs> Like, he is a strong guy. Um, seeing him go ham on some people would be entertaining no matter what. And him and Keanu teaming up, him and, you know, John teaming up and doing, like, that's the thing with this series. Revenge is the constant motivator, but it never gets old. Like, you want to see him. It. You want to see him. You want to see these villains get got. You want to see him take his revenge on them and it, they're just you know they're distinct enough each of them that it's entertaining every single time and i feel like winston is this high table doesn't really do anything on his own apart from shooting john off the roof that it's going to be even more entertaining to see john go through hordes of you know, presumably heavily armored henchmen 
to get at him, and <laughs> he's not really going to be able to fight John. He's no. not. He's not one of the villains that can fight him. Kind no, of he... like um, so he the villain isn't... of two, but. So you're right, he isn't, but I think that's also yeah. just the sim or the question of like we've seen John beat people who thought that they were like master manipulators, like the or D'Antonio from two. Where it's just like so far in this, Braun has proved it like might has proven right. But then three comes around and you have that, and Winston comes out on top and John's down in the fucking gutter with the Bowery King. Well, yeah, and it's um, even, it's very much out there, you know, the adjudicator, um, she asks, you know, they're kind of making a, a deal under the table, and she's like, okay, well, what about, what about this guy? What about your hired muscle here? You know, what yeah. about John? And he's just like, oh, take care of him, and he shoots him. So it's, <sighs> it's very much he's not in that world, and yeah, he's going to essentially dismantle it i'm hoping oh yeah like all jokes aside I, I, it's just gonna be nice to watch john dismantle everything that's there oh yeah what about you man so so my hope is is i kind of hope kind of kind of like at the end of blade I, I believe it was blade where you know wesley snipes showed up in russia or whatever and start killing vampires right there at the end. You want to, you want John Wick to start killing vampires? <laughs> yes. You know what? I'm all for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, I kind of hope John just kind of kind of starts the movie and he shows back up in Casablanca and finds where that guy where he chopped his finger off and just fucking kills him. If he doesn't, oh, the there wasn't the much point of it. Yeah, the one above the table. Yeah. And I then wonder if he'll ever come back. Welds his finger back on. <laughs> no, get his well, ring back. He cauterized it. He can't. He can't. No, no. It. That's why I said, well, he's secretly the T-1000. Oh, that's uh, right. No, I just, I want to see him get his ring back and kind of like, and I don't want him to, I, I guess I, I should be, I'm, I'm incorrect. I don't want to see that at the start of the movie. I just, I feel like, as a closure, I think it would be sweet to see him take out the high table and then just kind of appear towards the end of the movie, in a sense, and take out the guy that's above the high table, because maybe he's trying to create a new high table, and just finishes him. And he gets his ring back. I could see something like that happening. Him, him getting yeah. ring back as a symbolic gesture. But that, I don't know. I, I think it would be cool to just see that, like like you said, the, the semblance behind it. I, I feel like sure. there's something there that I would yeah. like to see. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be upset. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it would be kind of neat, even if it's not in the end of the fourth. Maybe there's a fifth movie. Cause yeah, there's a fifth. On or six. I, I'm just saying. Who knows? Maybe. But I think it would be. I think that would be either close 
to the closing point of the John Wick story where he gets that back and goes and finishes his life. I think that, to me, would be a good close of this. So, sure. I think I think the only way it could properly end is John dies. So you don't think him, he is going to be able to take himself back out of the world? <coughs> I don't. I think by the time we get to the final movie, the only good way for it to end is... John is dead. That's fair. Yeah, maybe. Does anyone know if the dog that he got at the end of John Wick is the same dog as an actor dog that we saw at the end of three? I don't know. I'm sure the dog's going to come back. I wonder if it's the same. I mean, you know, it's been over a, a matter of years. If it was the same dog, it'd probably be fairly old by now. No, it's played by two different dogs. That's okay. I figured I was looking that up. But, yeah, I'm sure we'll see. We'll see that dog again. I don't know if he's going to fight. We already had the dog fight scene, so that might be... I don't know. I feel with that dog still being a thing in play. Um, doesn't it, at the end of 3, run off? Does it? What do you mean? Doesn't it run off to go to John? Yeah, it does. Okay. That's what I thought. It's a good dog. It goes... It, I'm fairly certain it's at the uh, at the end of 3. Yeah, it is. Because... Um... It is because, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. I was asking. Oh, no, I was just quoting you. I feel like you were leading up to that, and I was just, I, I started talking about the dog. <laughs> well, so oh, my thing good. is with the dog, do you feel like that's a symbol that he's trying to get back out as, like, so, a remembrance? I think it is. Sure. But it's, I don't think he can. Like that's why I say like the I don't think I don't think it's gonna end until John is dead, just because no one's going to let John out. Like I think that's the thing that's just is played in the series. Why not why doesn't he just kill everyone and Winston becomes the one who's over the table? Well that's just at that point it's a situation of John was out and got brought back in by someone who had no idea who the fuck he was. Mm-hmm. And in a world like this, I I feel like it's just going to happen again. And if Winston does take over, he will know that that's just going to happen again. Like, if Winston is a bad guy, he it, it's, I think it's pretty obvious that at this point, if John kills everyone, he has to kill everyone. If anyone from this world survives... He will be dragged back in. Like it, it, at this point, it pretty much does feel like it is everyone versus John. And if everyone wins, John dies. If John wins, everyone else dies. I got a question. So this reminded me. 
Do you think at any point in any of the next couple of movies, if there if there is more than the fourth, and potentially in the fourth, do you think he'll go to where they that that operator board stuff is and all the files and all that? Do you think he might end up there at some point? Oh yeah, I think he's going to clear that place out. I think there will probably be. Knowing how this movie goes, I would not be surprised to see a scene where he just puts the name of the round table on the board. Oh. Okay. Like, either him or Lawrence Fishburne. I kind of want Lawrence Fishburne to do it. <laughs> so John I essentially really like empties that... John, John essentially clears <laughs> well, that like place out. Like, I just really like Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> <laughs> so John, hey, that would actually... That would be actually symbolic. So John goes in there and clears that place out for for Lawrence to walk in, and Lawrence just goes up to the board and just wipes everything off, and then just puts in bold letters the high table. Yeah, just in everything. Get to see the the phone room full of tattooed women. Just going I and, and penguin from them. and penguin from um, Gotham. Oh yeah, he is in there, isn't he? Yeah. Just, just. I actually, you know, I don't want him to clear it out. I just want him to take charge of that room and just for them to do that and just to see everyone just go. Well, do we tell them no? Right. We'll keep working. The situation. <laughs> they could just kill us and do it themselves. Do we really just want to die? <laughs> Either way, I'm excited. Yes. All right. Well, hopefully we get something soon. It would be nice. It would be. So I think that's going to be the end of the conversation then. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. Luke, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Pleasure as always. And we'll be. Thank you, Donovan, for joining us. Oh, by the way, a bit of bit of details about John Wick for believe the release date is May twenty twenty two. Ooh. Okay. So just a little tidbit. Plenty of time to beat Elden Ring before that comes out. There you go. So no, no, I'm kidding. I'm not gonna beat Elden Ring in three months. Okay. Or, wait, no, you said May. That's five months. Shit. <laughs> 2022. Yeah, but Elden Ring comes out next year in January. Oh, I see. I don't know. I didn't know what you're talking. About. No, Elden Ring's not Whatever out. Whatever it is, I think you can beat. Uh, I don't. Maybe I don't know. I still have to go back and play Armored Core at some point. I believe in you. Well, thank you. All right. Well, still, thank you, everyone. Um, we'll hopefully be coming back at you with D and D with the next episode. So long as. People aren't sick and they don't sleep through their alarms. <laughs> and hopefully Omo still is. So. You'll find out. Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>